Well, good morning, everyone. Happy Palm Sunday. What crazy times we are living in. Today, as we start our journey toward Easter, I'm going to be sharing some reflections on the transfiguration of Jesus that I feel is quite fitting at the moment. You see, the transfiguration of Jesus is an incredible account found in Mark 9. Uh, please open your Bibles and be ready in the chat right here when you, when you can. Put simply, transfiguration means to change form. And Jesus changes form to display to the disciples his glory and they see in him all his majesty. We get this incredible picture, yet I feel dissatisfied. For do you feel that God isn't reigning? Do you feel that God's promises of the kingdom and blessing with it aren't here sometimes? Do you, like me, wish God would do amazing things like in the story of the transfiguration in front of the whole world? Do you truly believe that Jesus brought his kingdom here now and that it is here reigning with us? Let me know, let me know your thoughts in the chat right now. Because if I'm being really honest, right now it doesn't feel like that at all with everything happening in our world. I read a passage like this and I'm in left in awe of Jesus and the glory and the power of God. I see the supreme deity of Jesus and how surely he is the king, he is God. But where is he? Why can't we meet together? How is church closed? How is the flu impacting our world so much when our saviour and king is powerful? How is this happening when Jesus is who he is? There's a tension for me here from the gloriousness of Jesus found at the transfiguration and the reality we face today. Do you feel this also? If you're feeling like this, you are not alone. Here Jesus is displayed in glory. He is shown truly to be God, that he is king. God exalts him, yet it feels like it's a story. Jesus' transfiguration was an amazing event, yet even so Peter, James and John, those with him, didn't know what had happened. Jesus revealed himself to him, Jesus revealed himself so clearly to them, yet even they still missed it, for we know just how clueless they were in the midst of the event. We aren't alone in being left confused by this story. We know of what Jesus has done for us. We know of the love of our God. But we too, as many of us have thought today, feel as though God isn't reigning. Do we forget who Jesus is? At the Mount of Transfiguration, we see so clearly for the first time the appearance of Jesus from the perspective of God. We see exactly who He is, the Son of God, Son of Man, God incarnate. He is shining in glory with Moses and Elijah beside Him as representatives of the law and the prophets of old. This signifies that in all things, law and word, that everything was pointing towards Jesus. Right before Jesus dies, He is showing His three closest friends exactly who He is. You see, when I was at school, all my friends used to know that I loved cricket. And as many of you know, I wanted to play cricket for Australia. And so sometimes I'd go away. One time I went to Sri Lanka, left school for about a month and then came back. And my friends were like, oh, where were you? How was cricket? How did it go? And some of them were like, are you really good? Like, because I was a bowler, like, are you really fast? And they used to always tease me about it and be like, come on, show us how fast you can bowl. And I'd be like, I don't I don't have a cricket ball or anything. We don't have cricket nets at school. How am, I, how am I supposed to do that? And I would say no. But then eventually one of them said, how about an apple? 
if you get an apple and bowl it, show us how fast you can bowl. And so I thought, okay, I'll do this. I'll succumb to the peer pressure. I was in year nine. And I remember I went down to where the MPC is, the big sports hall at school. And I lined myself up and I I did my run up. And one of my friends was standing there like, you're not that fast. It's not going to do anything. And so then I remember I ran and I bowled as fast as I could, sent the apple uh, soaring down towards my friend, hit him in the leg. And he had a bruise for about a month. And none of them ever doubted how fast I could bowl and how good I was at cricket. You see, I was trying to show my friends just how good I was at what I thought I was good at, showing them my glory of cricket. You see, I wanted them not to miss that I actually am good at this. I am pursuing this because this is what I love doing. You see, Jesus shows his disciples his glory, but then something peculiar happens. In verse 9, Jesus orders them not to tell anyone. Why would God stage this whole event for it to be kept a secret? The transfiguration of Jesus is one of the most famous and breathtaking stories of Jesus, and it was originally a secret. You see, he did this because it wasn't until he had risen from the dead and the disciples received the Holy Spirit that they would fully understand what had happened. Jesus wanted them to get it, to understand it before they shared it. You see, Jesus was revealing his glory to them, showing exactly who he was before he died and what that meant. He was, with, he was showing the three that without a doubt, he is the Son of God and that his death meant something. The transfiguration, first and foremost, is concerned with letting everyone know who he is, that Jesus is God. Moses and Elijah are subordinate to him. Once Jesus was to die and rise again, then everything would be revealed. And friends, everything has been revealed. You see, when we feel the natural feelings of Jesus being distant from us, that the glory that we see in the transfiguration that we don't see in the same world today. When COVID-19 takes over the world and we lose jobs, sit in fear in our homes, or simply wonder why we can't be together, we must remember who Jesus is and what he has done. Jesus isn't the king that comes in and takes everyone by force. No, he's the king that comes and shows his full glory and power and authority and majesty to his closest friends on top of a mountain and then lets one of them deny him three times in the time of his greatest despair. Also that when they did choose him and boldly choose him, it meant something. Jesus doesn't want to control you. He doesn't want to force himself on the world. He wants the world to see who he is and choose them for himself. He revealed himself in a way that is great and wonderful and magnificent, but also secret, humble, hard to find. So only those who seek him find him. The hope for us in the midst of feelings of doubt and the fear we have at the moment, wondering where God is, is that we alone can find him because we alone seek him. I heard on the radio this week that an online ministry has seen their outreach and impact explode in recent times. More than ever, people are turning to God online and are becoming Christians. Why? 
Well, the most common response on this website is that people are fearful of COVID-19, concerned about job security, and so they are looking for hope and are actually finding Jesus. This is happening right now. Why doesn't it feel like Jesus is king sometimes? It's because we forget he is. Why does it feel like God is far away? Because we forget he is near. Why does Jesus keep his glory a secret? It's so that we look for it. Leading up to Easter, as we prepare our hearts to worship Jesus for who he is and what he has done, let us seek him again. Let us read through the story of his transfiguration and remember that he truly is the Lord, King over the earth. We cannot let the world or COVID-19 or job insecurity or anything convince us that he is not reigning. Let him reign in your life. Trust him. God loves you, church. He does and he will not ever abandon you, no matter what's happening in your life. And we will see him full glory one day. And, we, and as we come up to Easter, let us remember who Jesus is. Let us not forget that he is king and that he should always be the king in our lives. He should always be the ruler in our hearts. And we must turn to him and his cross and be so thankful for what he has done. On the road towards Easter, we must remember who Jesus is and what he has done for us. Amen. I just want to say as well, if anything in this sermon as well brought up some insecurities or some worries or concerns, or if you have any of those at the moment, can I encourage you, get in the comments, let us know what's going on for you. There's a prayer chat somewhere around here as well that you can click on uh, and post things that you need prayer for, and we will pray for you. May we also be a church that prays for one another. It is a hard time, I know, but as I said, Jesus is King and he is with us. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you are king and that we are not. Lord Jesus, I thank you so much that you are reigning and that we are not. Because <laughs> we panic by toilet paper and things like that when stuff goes wrong. But you stay king, you are constant. And God, let us not feel convicted that we forget this sometimes, but let us be reminded that you're there waiting waiting to comfort us, waiting to help us. May we remember this, Lord Jesus. Amen.